Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hello and welcome to the 13th episode of Tender Loving Care with your host myself Pauline and my darling Kate. Every week Kate and I break down two shows from the TLC network, the name of the network that I believe for the longest time was an acronym for Tender Loving Care. And when I found out that it actually stood for the Learning Channel and I saw the types of shows were on that channel, my deep confusion bred this podcast. Each week, Kate and I will randomly select two shows to cover for the next episode by spinning the Wheel of Shame, which has all 113 shows and counting that we will be studying. Oh, hello, Kate. Oh, hello. How are you? Uh, sweating my ass off. So we're currently, for listeners, um, I'm in LA. Kate's in Austin. I think we've mentioned that before. And um, LA basically is just always boiling. Um, 70 degrees is freezing. Um, and it's May. So that means it's automatically got to be like nearly 100 degrees every day. Um, it's not quite that. But right now I'm in a room and I can't have the AC on or the fan on because it's going to cause too much background noise so for you dear listeners i'm sweating my ass off it's a lot it's a lot for me right now <laughs> you've got your cute handkerchief to you know the sweat I, wanted, around your neck. I did a little i wanted to do and actually if i took it off i'd be cool i'd be cooler but i really like the look of it what i felt a little bit Paris, parisian today and i was like you know what can we do with that let's just do a little neckerchief so got it around just 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 hanging out just hanging out you look very chic. Thank you. It's hanging out in the sweat. Um, Kate, we have 
two shows this week as always the wheel of shame gave us neither yep. neither of them had we seen before um the first one we're going to deal with which you are going to read the synopsis of we'll get into but it was kind of along the lines we suspected of things we've seen before yeah we could we could guess and you'll mm. guess what it's about with the title yeah. dear mm. listeners exactly exactly <laughs> but having said that um i think we should get into it you ready kate yeah let's uh go over this first show the description that tlc gives mm. it so this this first show that we're talking about is called too large <laughs> go ahead mm-hmm. yeah with the help of bariatric surgeon Dr. Proctor, morbidly obese individuals attempt to lose weight in order to change their lives forever. They face challenges as they work to reinvent their lifestyles. So, first of all, we had mentioned last week, the title got me. The title got me. I was a couple of cocktails in last week, so unclear of exactly what I had mentioned. So if I repeat myself, I apologize. But... The title, just too large. Everyone's given up. We said that last week. There's just, we need another show about morbid. If we went through and counted the amount of shows concerning the morbidly obese, Kate, it's a lot. It's a lot on TLC. It's, this show is basically a rebrand of My 600 Pound Life. Yeah. I mean, it pretty much is. And I hadn't until... Well, funny you mentioned that because Kate has watched My 600 Pound Life and she's talked to me about it. And I know, obviously, what it's about because, well, <laughs> the title kind of gives it away. But I <laughs> but I, I understood that Dr. Now, who is the guy that they go to, is kind of like a legend in the reality TV show world. And I'd seen clips on YouTube of him just being really like uh you're lying to me you know forthright direct saying everything that we always scream at our tv and today i was working away on something and you know when you just need background tv just background right, tv right i put my 600 pound life on and kate when we get that on the wheel of shame I I don't know. I really don't know what we're going to do. I, they're one and a half hours long each episode, and there's eight seasons, dude. Oh, I didn't realize there were that many seasons. Actually, I was watching eight, so there might be ten, because I didn't watch the most recent... Yeah, I think it's like ten seasons. I don't know what we're going to do with The Wheel of Shame on that one. Whoa. Okay, yeah, we'll have it's to a figure lot. that out. Yeah. But, I, but, you know, Kate and I stick to the hashtag save it for the potty, but we weren't discussing my 600-pound life in this episode, so I was texting her feverishly about dr now yeah i'm so happy you you finally really understand the magic of dr now i'm obsessed with him and you know what we don't want to give away all of our opinions because the wheel of shame will give it to us eventually but we're gonna have a field day with that one kate that's gonna be there might be a bumper episode for us actually yeah it probably probably needs to be yeah i think it does all right, anyway, back to Too Large. So we discussed the title. I want to say now I'm very fickle with my crushes. Before, it was Dr. Dev. Um, now I'm deeply attracted to Dr. Proctor. Um, oh. Deeply attracted. Um, so there's that. Um, so that helped my interest. But let's get to our notes on it. So Dr. Dev is out the window now. I've gone from English doctor to American doctor. And 
of course, when he popped up, I didn't recognize the name. Kate, you probably did. But the name came up, Dr. Proctor, and I was like, oh, it's the dude from Thousand Pound Sisters, which, Kate, it's your show. Oh, yeah. I honestly didn't put that together. I don't know why. (laughs) Are you serious? That's like, Thousand Pound Sisters is like your show. I know, but I'm so focused on the girls. I don't know. I just did not put that together until just now. Yeah, no, I I looked and I was like, oh, here we go. So my first kind of notes were like, Dr. Proctor's like, I'm getting in on this TLC money. I got my spin off. I'm going to get in on this money. Like he knew exactly what he was doing. He's Um, really good on camera. He's natural and... He's he's very good on camera. He is indeed. Doctor, (laughs) and you can call me Dr. Proctor. My number is three to... No, okay. Um, So, so, um, yeah, so it was him with his own show. And I was like, here we go. And you could could tell, I swear to God, since Thousand Pounds, he's going to be working out more, getting himself ready for a spinoff. I'm like, these... It's just... These TLC... Man, if you can get one TLC show, because they do spinoffs of everything work it right and you'll get your own show it's dead easy he's got headshots he's got an he's agent got, got ready to go, jeff ready the pa to go. is his assistant yeah. <laughs> jeff the pa is running around crazy getting him his protein shakes before he yeah. works out for a scene <laughs> <laughs> we know exactly. what goes on dr proctor so this one was we only had one season um so far and there's six episodes yep. um this is a new one it premiered november 2021 is that what it was? Okay, very mm-hmm. new then, very new. I'm sure there'll be another one. Um, oh, yeah. Because TLC needs to keep exposing these people. But I was quite shocked when I looked at the list of episodes. And it was like, oh, it was like kind of a jovial look at like life-threatening weight gain. These are the titles, okay, for the six episodes. Yeah. We big, but we pretty. Second one, Dr. Proctor is a daddy. I didn't write that one. Third one. Ready, ready to change my life. Okay, whatever. Um, next one, Fat Girl's Dream. <laughs> okay. Um, the original heavy hitter. And the last one, Straight Out of Shape. Yeah. So, like, so are we going to be like, what are you doing with this, TLC? Is this going to be a lot more like, yeah, we're really, really fat, but we love it and it's empowering? Like, where I didn't, I wasn't sure where they were going to go with it, Kate. Okay. I have some insider tea Mm. here because Mm. i went on so this we'll get to him but the Mm. second episode i'm sure you remember how could you forget Corey. um so Corey has a youtube channel and on his youtube channel he went through his episode and did a reaction (gasps) to it and he talked about how the show was pitched to them and (gasps) how he was so upset with the producers and for the whole second half of his filming, the time that mm-hmm. he was filming, he refused to film with most of the producers. <gasps> um, it wasn't what? it wasn't Discovery Plus that he was upset with. It was like the production company. And th- he said there were only like two people that he felt comfortable producing him because they would actually keep a positive spin on his life. And he points out all this editing they did and everything. But anyway... The, we'll get more into that, but yeah. the the pitch that they gave these people mm. is that it is like a a younger, more positive my six hundred pound life. Like it's it's more like oh. upbeat, you know. And that's Mm-mm. that's what Mm-mm. he thought he was getting into, and what they all thought they were getting into. So 
Kate, um, you just bring yeah. it again with the research. You just bring it again. You know, that makes a lot of sense because, as you say, we'll get to him. We'll dive into it now, but we get to him. And he was playing for the camera as though he had been kind of pitched like, oh, come on, this is kind of cool. you got to be up. you got to be beat. you got upbeat and like burning. Got it. That oh, makes yeah. a lot of sense. Did he mention Jeff the PA at all in his YouTube video? He's now dating Jeff the PA. Oh, I knew it. It's great. <laughs> Jeff just has to date everyone. Jeff has to do whatever. Way to the top. He does. He's getting there. He's getting he, there. He's almost a production coordinator. Almost. <laughs> so close. So if we go through them, we've got like six of these. So the first yeah. one, I didn't. So I really didn't know if it was going to be. I guess as they pitched it, we had the first one called Megan, and a lot of these are all in georgia because they, they all were weren't they i think i think they were i think you're right yeah and dr prop because dr proctor who's apparently a daddy um is in um is in georgia and so are a thousand pound sisters um so it kind of makes sense right they're, they georgia yeah thousand pound sisters were georgia right i think so i'll fact check yeah it. i think so yeah come on get the fact checking um so we open this is this is how we opened this first episode. They give you like the name and I don't even have her weight on this, Kate, you may. But she, you, the first thing you see is the first scene, the first show opens up with her lying in bed, getting up and pissing on a pee pad made for animals next to her bed. This was really it. It just, I, I, I mean, I, I didn't know what. I, I really was just like straight out the gate TLC. I mean, you are just, you're not even easing in. You're just going right in with those, and then she's kind of like, and, and you know, I just don't get how they get these people to film. They're getting paid. They're not getting paid anything. They're gonna be pennies. And they're naked half the time. It's because because of their size, they can't wear clothes, a lot of them. And I'm just like, the woman is stood there pissing onto a pee pad. She's leaning, she's facing her bed. She's kind of leaning forward onto her bed and just letting the pee drizzle down her legs onto the pee pads. And she said it's difficult for her to move quickly enough to get to the bathroom. And we we meet her friend... (laughs) Hang on, refresh my memory. Who's a friend? Vanessa, the blonde friend who is very resistant to everything. Got it. Yeah, because her her friend's like, yeah, I I pee on myself like fourteen times a day. (gasps) She said that. Yeah, and then there's they start joking around about how they should start a brand of diaper of fabric reusable diapers for obese people. Because what was going on here is, as you say, you meet Megan, who's a subject of this, as well as Vanessa, I guess. And they've been friends for a really, really long time. Megan was in a terrible marriage. Um, and Vanessa kind of supported her. Both We meet Vanessa as playing the kind of character of, which, once again, hearing what you've said, Kate, TLC were probably prompting her to do, playing the character of, yeah, I'm really, 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 really overweight, but I'm happy with it. And I'm sexier than Beyonce. And give it, you know she was like fed these lines by TLC because they go out to eat and Megan's basically going up to Vanessa and saying, I'm sick of what I look like, I'm sick of my lifestyle. And I... Um, 
I want to get this surgery. I want to figure it out. And of course, they go to a restaurant to meet. And Vanessa, it's like, it's just all so staged. You hear it all. And she goes, you know what? I know I'm, I know I'm massive, but, oh, she's saying massive. I know I'm really big, but um, I think I'm as beautiful as Beyonce. I'm basically a 150 pound woman just with extra skin. Well, be- <laughs> you're not, are you? So there's a lot more that's going on there than just skin love. It was... And of course, they have Vanessa, who's resistant to the whole process. Mm-hmm. They have her ordering flan. I think it's a Mexican oh, restaurant. Yeah. Flan and yeah. a sampler platter and a taco plate. And then they and then they have Megan ordering a salad and water. I know. It's just like it was give very me a break. Yeah. Um, and this Megan is in such like a state with her situation. It, you know, she's not only peeing on pee pads, she has this 50 foot cord for oxygen that she has to carry around with her everywhere. It, it's a really sad, sad, sad situation that they're both she, in. She calls it her ball and chain yeah. and it's always getting tangled on the furniture and John, her John. boyfriend, who uh, ends up being her fiancé. Mm-hmm. Spoiler. Spoiler. <laughs> um, <laughs> he is, he's, he reminded me a lot of Michael. Uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, he's just very devoted. They met each other playing video games online. Yep. Uh, Ten years ago, I think. I and now they've been living together. And so he's her boyfriend and caretaker, basically. Exactly. So, you kind of see it going through um, just just their relationship and Vanessa not. I mean, I didn't. Re- I realized I didn't have a load of notes about this, but basically, Vanessa didn't want anything, and then they then she kind of came around, right, and admitted that she has a miserable life. You know, it was all this bravado of "I'm fine, I love my life, and I love this," and realize it's just it's a terrible existence. She, yeah, you find out that Vanessa lived in a car with her mom when she was oh. four or five years old. Oh, yeah. And her mom would just give her treats to, you know, Sad. make her feel better about their situation. Yeah. And yeah, that's kind of how I she mean, got started. After you watch a couple of these, and now I'm an expert because I've watched a couple of episodes of My 600 Pound Life, I mean, and stuff that Kate and I kind of discussed about it. Yeah. You know, these people, Kate made the point of, I was like, of all of these, just had these tragic, tragic backstories. And Kate, you made the point of, well, you know, really, there's not going to be someone that's eating themselves to six, seven hundred pounds that has had a wonderful childhood. And I was like, you're right. But not everyone that's had a, on the flip side, not everyone that's had a terrible, um, you know, childhood ends up like that. But there's just right. a lot of these stories of these, you know, the abuse and the tragedy and everything for them. The food is comfort. I mean, it's a massive, massive eating disorder, just as anorexia is or bulimia. Um so, you know, it wasn't the cheeriest thing to watch, really. <laughs> well, and so the friend who's also on this journey, she's not mm-hmm. making as much progress as Megan throughout the episode. She does end up losing, I think, like 20 pounds um, towards oh. the end. She, she starts making process, progress. Uh. Um, but what, what the doctor says, what Dr. Proctor says to her that finally gets through to her mm. is he's like, you don't have to fix this all overnight. Just take it one day at a time. Just wake up and say, I'm going to make good choices today. I don't know about tomorrow. I don't care about tomorrow. Today, I'm making a good choice. And she's like, wow. And it really hits her. Yeah. And that's something they tell you um, like in AA, you know, mm-hmm. it's like one day at a mm-hmm. time. And it's 
it's a very similar thing. It's an addiction. It absolutely is. And it, it is like watching this. It is really, it's sad just seeing that the majority of them don't work. Um, they don't have anything else in their life. So food is their excitement. Food is their comfort. Food is their go-to. It's their entertainment. It's everything. Yeah. And it's, it's tough to just to see someone get to the point in their life where they hate themselves, mm. they hate the world, and the only thing that's giving them that serotonin hit is like the sugar and the you know yeah. processed stuff, and that that is how they're hanging on, and so that's why they're clinging so much to it because they're like, well, what else is going to make me happy? And it's not until they replace that with something else that they can make progress like cocaine so basically all of them end up coke fiends and they're super skinny so really dr proctor is just like take this uh, take a couple of these lines see how you get on and you know but uh no it's it is so i mean really it kind of it's it's hard because it, it is the thing that gets me with these shows and i'm gonna get really really upset when we pull like hoarders i know you said oh that's one that you kind of watch Okay, I can't watch that stuff because there's children, there are animals in this. Yeah, that's, just, I don't know how we're going to cover that, Kate. Maybe you have to do it on your own. Honestly, it really upsets me. And when I watch this, I started watching my 600 pound life. I understand it's not an, it's not as simple as, oh, you're lazy and overweight, figure it out. I, I really, really understand it's a complex eating disorder. But when these women and men are parents and they have their children wiping them and they have people that like one of these will see their mother has uh, is diagnosed with MS. Guess what? This this, there's nothing she can do to cure that. Nothing. Mm -hmm. And these women and men are have chosen to create, you know, be become so, so, so unhealthy and it's it, there's points that it's really hard to have sympathy when you see these children and animals, these dogs that don't get taken for walks, and cats that are like not looking well, and it's just like because they just they've decided to destroy their life. And I think that's what can start to motivate some people because they realize, oh, this isn't just affecting me. I'm not just sabotaging myself. I'm also ruining other people's lives or that's yeah. extreme, but like this is affecting other people and yeah. my loved ones are watching me slowly die because I'm just sure. I I'm refusing to try to get into the car mm-hmm. or oh, I know it's oh god. You know. So, so yeah this this is not an upbeat show um but i don't i mean what happens at the end of those two what have i got for megan so, and vanessa okay so megan gets the surgery she loses weight um and Van- her friend vanessa like i said she starts to make pro- she loses like 10, 20 pounds okay. um but at the end of each of these episodes they have a gathering where they reveal oh, their weight yes. loss to their friends and family of course and so they have this gathering at a park or something Mm. and um she looks great so she lost 160 pounds holy shit okay she can now go hours without using her oxygen she can actually go places walk around she doesn't have to have her oxygen with her all the time great and um john is just her her guy he's just gushing about her oh i've seen her become happy joyous she's taking care of herself and she's she's 
is taking care of other people. I love her so much. Mm-hmm. He proposes, and um, I actually cried at the end of this episode oh, because um, there was this moment, and I don't know if the producers made her do this or if she just did it, but so the saddest part of this episode to me was that her dad passed away from kidney failure not too long mm-hmm. before she filmed this show. Mm-hmm. And basically his dying wish was for her to right. take care of herself and get healthy. And right. so at her reveal, her, one of her family members is holding his urn. And she Sorry, goes, Bob. his urn. She goes okay. and she's, I mean, this was just like, they were pumping me for the tears. She goes and sits on a bench by the water. They're by a lake or something. Yeah. And she has her, her dad's urn next to her, and she, like, has a conversation with him. And she's like, I did it, Dad. I'm taking All care right, of myself. All right, TLC, you know what? It, it, that, it, that is so – you know it they forced really, her to do that. They they were like, look, let's just get the scene. Get it, it done. I still cried. <laughs> they got me. They got me. <laughs> This was, I mean, I'm usually crying at these shows, but this one, um, I don't know. I just thought it was, I mean, basically it's kind of the same thing every week as Kate says. So they go and see Dr. Proctor. Dr. Proctor, you know, is getting all the right camera angles for himself, um, getting his protein shake from Jeff. And then he's just saying, okay, you want to do this, lose X amount in um, three months, come back, we'll prove you for surgery. And it just kind of is that. And then they come back and they get the surgery um, and then you do this really, really cheesy, like, it's kind of like an early 2000s reality show reveal at the end. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's very much um, like what not to wear when yeah, they yeah, come yeah, out yeah, at the yeah. end and they're like, look at my new style. Exactly. Except it's like, look, I lost 100 pounds. Exactly. And then they do a super cheesy, like, rendering. I don't know, it's, it, was, it seems so old, like a rendering of them completely, pretty much naked. Yeah. What they looked like before what they look like now after this weight loss and then hopefully what they'll look like at their next goal weight and it's yeah. like super fake and weird this was so dated it was so strange it was very bizarre they photoshopped uh, them like oh and once they lose another 200 pounds uh, yeah. this is what they'll look like and it's it's, it's not good it's yeah. really not good I mean, a lot of people would look at that and go fuck that i'm not losing another 100 pounds <laughs> I think that's what this first lady says. She's like, well, there's some good things about being really fat. You know, you look young because the fat fills out the wrinkles. That is honestly all these people. They, they did look young. They did. They totally do. Apart, well, apart from one that looked very, very ill. We'll get to, but you know, there was, um, I was away this weekend. I was with a friend and actually this is very apropos. Her, um, friend just got, this surgery done and she was she's okay. always been overweight always been overweight and so my friend was saying to me you know so and so has got this surgery it's so amazing and um my friend who is like my sister but sometimes the tact level isn't really there which is why <laughs> i appreciate her deeply um she said to her that you know i noticed how much weight she's losing after the surgery because i said i was in the car with her and i said to her her name i um this is the first time i've ever seen you um driving a car and your stomach wasn't hitting the steering wheel and, just, <laughs> and my friend was just like beaming with pride she's like she's so i said i don't think that was probably the greatest way to say that you idiot 
And she's like, what? Was that bad? I was like, yeah. It, it, that, someone said that to me. I probably would have punched you in the face. But oh nice try. She goes, and you were so sincere. She's like, I was just trying yeah. to be really nice. I was like, right. well, try something else. And she's like, oh, well. Um, <laughs> but anyway, she was telling me. Can you imagine? What I said, what was her response? She goes, I don't know. I was like, yeah, because it was probably shock silence. That's what it was. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, so That's she told so me that this woman who's had the surgery, of course, it, it, look, you can't, you can't get around it, but all the loose skin. Right. So she has to get her, she's getting her boobs done. She's getting a tummy tuck. She's getting loose skin taken from the arms, from the thighs. And, and my friend was like, oh, it's all wonderful. And I said, yeah, she, she should do everything she wants to make her body feel better. But to me, mm-hmm. it's like under anesthesia again, under anesthesia again, more surgeries, more money. I don't know how any it of these sounds people expensive. afford any that, of this. That was all I was thinking when you were telling that story. I'm like, that sounds so expensive. Yeah, seriously. Like, yeah. what's a boob job? $10,000? I mean, I don't know. Some, well, good yeah, one. Yeah, eight, eight to ten. It depends yeah. where you get it done, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so anyway, yes, I just realized that that woman had had, had that done, and my friend uh, kind of uh, destroyed her emotionally. <laughs> but uh, it's all right. Moving on. Moving on. Good intentions. Good intentions. Um, so Corey. the next one, Corey. Why don't you... Okay, you go into Corey. I just want to say with Corey, he's 28, yeah. young guy, um, gay guy, and he, the first scene we see is him, they're always naked, always naked. Mm-hmm. And he's just got a monstrous mixing bowl and he's just pouring Fruit Loops in, just which is basically just sugar, pouring Fruit Loops into a massive mixing bowl to have for breakfast, proudly, very proudly. I'll have you know, Corey said on his YouTube channel what? that he does not do that. And the producers <gasps> brought the Red Bull with them. And he Are doesn't you even serious. He doesn't even eat Fruit Loops. He goes, okay. yeah. I mean, I'm fruity, but I don't eat Fruit Loops. He's really <laughs> funny. He's really funny. This guy. He is. And what he's like, I don't hell? even eat that. Ser-. He's like, he's like, I eat like Wheaties, and I don't use a mixing bowl. But they brought the bowl, they brought the sugary cereal, and they made him do that. And then the next thing that happens is his friend slash roommate who lives yeah. in the living room. Yeah. She goes, let's go get donuts. And yes. he goes. They made her say that. Like, they made us go get donuts. They go to the donut store. And so this guy, um, he's he's had a rough go at it. He, uh, you know, he came out to his family. And um, a lot of family members didn't take it so well because of their religion. And um, basically, he he ended up homeless. And um, he found this organization, this shelter um, that helped him get him back on his feet mm-hmm. he got a job as like a tech uh, sort of guy mm-hmm. working from home and he has an apartment with his friend who he right. met at this center yeah and so they go to the donut shop and they're like yeah yeah sometimes we just like to bring donuts back to the homeless shelter to show our appreciation they go to the donut shop they order 12 dozen, dozen. donuts and yeah. half a dozen giant eclairs. Okay. We got to talk about these eclairs now. <laughs> anyone listening, obviously, presume is familiar with what an eclair is. So you got the shoe pastry. You got the chocolate. These are usually very thin. And mm-hmm. as I'm feeling very Parisian tonight, um, you know, I can discuss this in great detail mm-hmm. and in French. Gelette, no. Um, so it's, you know, it's always like a nice little thin. I don't know, mm-hmm. six inches or something. 
dainty what? even <laughs> yeah oh, absolutely shoe pastries always very thin a cream inside chocolate on top when they he was like what's that and this she said it looks like an eclair but oversized and she's like oh no it is okay i mean if you put your two fists together like side by side it may i don't know if that's even the size of it it was monstrously big it was not shaped like an eclair it no. was if you if you're familiar with a bear claw yeah. pastry yeah it was like two of those put it together huge and they ordered Shh. what a dozen right half a dozen oh. and then he said they made them like because after that they're just chowing down on donuts mm-hmm. in the car and yeah he's like yeah they had us do that like i can't yeah. believe you found this i'm surprised he's i mean i'm sure tlc is not gonna really go up well maybe they will i don't know i mean there's there's a lot you sign ndas i mean you can't talk about this stuff and it's a new show as well by the way i was shocked that he yeah. was saying what he was You've saying got to be careful because if we've learned anything do we want to talk about we're not going to don't worry listeners but um what we've learned from bravo um shows i mean all these people suing each other you start talking about people and especially about the show you sign so many contracts you cannot do this stuff you really can't well my theory is that they did some really fucked up shit so he has like blackmail on them basically because he was like insinuating that they treated everyone on the show poorly behind the scenes but he was like i he said i'm only gonna speak from my experience and what happened to me he made sure to say that but it sounds like some messed up shit went down with some of the other castmates behind the scenes and so i think that maybe they they don't dare do that because then he can reveal what they did that's you know my this guess. is really interesting because out of all of them you can it's very very visible and by the way these people didn't have a lot of money and i thought i all i thought about was that that bakery i was like that would have cost a fortune for all of us so I kept that's, what said. that's what he said what? he's like he's like i didn't have the money to do that yeah. i was just homeless that's what i was thinking he was like and he's going in there and he's spending what 130 dollars on pastries i'm like what yeah. that's exactly what i thought but you know it makes sense everything he's saying because out of all of them he was playing the part of apparently what was pitched to him because he comes on and he's opening the scene and he is playing that very very vibrant vivacious mm-hmm. f- trying to crack jokes witty and i thought oh okay so we're going in this direction um is all of it going to be like that but he obviously knew knew how to play the game was like this is what i have to do i think he was the youngest so i yeah. feel he's more savvy to how this right. all works right and once he real he's 28 so once he realized kind of how he was being portrayed because he talks a lot about the camera angles even he's like Ooh. pausing it every time he said <laughs> he goes uh it's one of the first shots and it's just it's just the camera is pointing up at his belly basically and he goes if she could have been in the apartment below me with an x-ray camera she would have been he goes she was she was on the floor pointing it up at me and so bad so i think he realized that and he halfway through basically quote-unquote quit but then ended up (gasps) filming more with like you know these these two people he trusted but he, really? he caught on to them. He was like, I will not look like that. You know, I'm, that's what not Dr. what you pit. What's Dr. Proctor doing? Now I'm upset with Dr. my future um, ex-husband. Like, what is Dr. Proctor doing? I'm, I'm worried about him now. Why is he playing the game? Well, he's got a spin-off money. He needs a spin-off. He, he wants a spin-off he, money. Yeah, he wants the money. Did he say anything about Dr. Proctor? 
Um, you know, I watched about half hour of it. It okay. is like an hour long. So, oh, you know, I might have to report back on that. But um, he, well, he, he talks about how he called him a daddy. And he's like, daddy. I didn't think that that was, I was a trailblazer in saying right. that he was a daddy. He goes, I was shocked to find out I was the first person on the show to say it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, yeah. Um, so, yeah, he's, he's really That's- funny. It sounds like everyone, if you watch this show or just listen to this afterwards, I'm going to go and check out that YouTube because that is giving us, that's giving us our um, agents in the field. He is an agent in the field. He's somewhat, maybe we should contact him. Oh my God. Why don't we contact him and ask him to come on the show? (gasps) I bet he would. That's why I really... wouldn't. We, we don't have it in the budget to pay you, Corey. But um, come on the show. <laughs> well, Sorry. I think maybe he would because I was on his Instagram and he's very responsive to his fans. He responds to all the comments. Oh, okay. And um, okay, I think maybe he would. And all he right. he is a normal person. Like mm-hmm. he's a person I would want to interview and talk to. Okay. So. All right, so um, stay tuned for that. Kate and I are going to work behind the scenes on that one because he sounds like he's actually going to give us some gossip. That yeah. would be good. He okay. opens the video by saying, the tea is scalding. Of course. <laughs> but, um, okay. Yeah, he's right, great. So good, because that sounds like some serious goss that we need for agents in the field. Remember, anyone, anyone that's worked, knows anything, been on these shows, he's basically a prime example of what we'd want. Yeah. Um, so to go into a shoot that I can't get over that mixing bowl. It's literally like a mixing bowl. You see him pour all these Fruit Loops into it, and then eat with the spoon. And that was all set up. I mean, why am I surprised? Oh. It's TLC. We've discussed this before. Oh, and then okay, so this is still the first scene. Okay. After he's poured the mixing bowl of Fruit Loops. Yeah. And then she's like, "We should go get donuts." And then they're having this conversation. So his roommate, you know, they're just getting started. They were just homeless. She has an air mattress in the living room, okay? Yeah. And he said that he told the producers, oh, we have a patio with chairs out there. Like, we can just film this scene. We can film this scene and talking yeah. out there. And they go, no, 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 no. We want you to lay on the air mattress with her. And he goes, because they knew I would struggle getting up. Getting up. It's and he does. Dark. It's like He does. A- it's a whole scene of him trying to get out of the... It's so dark, Kate. Kate... He's exactly who we want to talk to. Yeah, Yeah. he actually really is. Um, Okay, so basically his story we go into, you know, um, he came out as gay and his uh, dad was fine with it. His mum was not. We've discussed how he was homeless. He had this older uh, military brother that at first was like, oh, here we go. And he was lovely. Like, he He loved Corey so much. He's like, I'm Mm going to get you fit, man. I'm going to figure this out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have no notes about how any of these ended up, really. How did Corey end up? He lost well, weight. He did lose weight. He, um, well, he goes on a date. Uh, oh. he meets, yeah, he goes on a really nice date in the park. Uh, it's a picnic of sorts, except all that's in the picnic basket is wine. So you know he's our kind of guy. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> it's just wine. Absolutely. He's chin like, chin. maybe he we goes, just get him drunk for the interview. That'd be good. <laughs> I mean, it's what we're doing. Uh, so he goes on a date with this really cute guy who's super nice, mm-hmm. uh, works at a bookstore. And it was really funny because Corey, this guy's a manager of a bookstore. And Corey's okay. like, I don't read. 
Oh gosh. I was like, <laughs> Corey, come on. You got to lie in that situation. Dude. You, like, you got to have a couple books that are Seriously. just lodged away for when Seriously. someone's like, Oh, what do you like reading? You say the giving oh, tree. I don't know. Just <laughs> <laughs> Pride and prejudice. <laughs> you know, like whatever. So he just, he's like, I like watching movies about books. It's really mm-hmm. fun. Anyways. Um, so he, oh, and the other reason I loved him is because he's obsessed with Britney Spears, and so am I. I mean, oh, she's hang on the Kate, background on you, my phone. Oh, I'm looking at it right now. She, I didn't know you had, how have I not known you're obsessed with Britney? I love Kate, Britney. I didn't, is she actually pregnant? She's not pregnant, I think so. right? I will, I think, last I heard her on her Instagram, she said she was. Yeah, she said a lot of stuff on the Instagram. I, don't know. I mean, I love you, Britney, but it's just. Do you think it's a surrogate or anyway? That's a whole other. That's a whole other thing. But um, he loves Britney Spears. He's yeah. So he says in his interview at one point, he goes, "If Britney can, if Britney oh, can yeah. make it through 07, I can make it through anything." And um, that was fun. Like he just he was the most entertaining. I thought he knew he knew what to do with reality he, TV. He understood that's, the yeah. assignment. He did. He, he absolutely yeah. did. Um, but so, I remember the final yeah. scene, and I did see like he had lost. You could see it kind of up <gasps> oh, here. Oh, yeah. yeah. He he loses a lot. Okay, so mm. he starts. I actually have the weight here. Okay. He he starts at six hundred sixty four pounds, and by the end of the filming, he weighs three ninety three. <gasps> that's huge. Yeah. So he he lost a lot, and he um he went back to college oh that's great and he's so he has his own apartment he's living on campus he he walks to campus every great. day and great. on his instagram he's always going on walks like he's he's great. really found a healthy lifestyle and he's like really changing his life so i that's awesome. i thought i thought his story was really entertaining and, and yeah inspiring out of all it of was them. It was. And then, well, good for you, Corey. Hopefully we will be having a chat with you yes, one day soon. Moving on to the next one. This was something. Okay, mm-hmm. George. George. He's, George is five foot seven. Okay, so a short man. Oh, I didn't realize he was that short. That's, that's my yeah. height. Well, an inch taller than me. Okay, he's five foot seven. I'm doing a dramatic pause. And he weighs 680 pounds. Yeah. I want that. To, I want that to sink in what his bone structure has to carry. Yeah, and he is. This was an interesting one because he actually had a career. Mm-hmm. He was a teacher, so he, we see him. It starts out, and he teaches very young children. I don't know what kindergarten is, is it. Kindergarten, okay. Yeah, and so these got these you know lovely little children all sat in the classroom, and he sat in the chair, and he states that he cannot move from his chair all day in the classroom because mm-hmm. he is so heavy and he says that um you know people some of the parents go to the receptionist and it's like i don't want my kids in his class he can't do anything i mean it, it, he was going through it. you see he's very very pass- passionate about his job and you can you can tell all the intention was was wonderful and it seemed very very um honest and sincere yeah but the guy was teaching just sat in a chair i mean it was really shocking to watch it was really shocking yeah so you see him in the chair for the first 25 minutes of the episode like it was a while and then he gets up and you're like oh okay you know there's Mm. a lot on this frame um so he's directing the kids from the chair i also wanted to add one of the parents concern 
Mm. He has parents complain to the principal oh, yeah. when, when the kids get put in his class. One of the parents said, what if he falls on them? Yes. That's what that, that's which he said. found yep. very insulting, obviously. So, um, anyways, his ex girlfriend. Oh, also, Sarah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Sarah, she, she's another teacher at the school and we find out that they dated for a whole entire year uh-huh. and then she broke up with him, but mm-hmm. now they're friends. And he says at the beginning of the episode, he's still in love with her. Absolutely. And she tells us she's very, she cares about him. She's fond of him. She's kind of leaving the door open a little bit because she's like, I care about him so much, but she, knows he's not in the place to have a serious relationship because she wants him to focus on his health. Right. And I just want to talk about when we kind of meet Sincera and he's, I mean, he's, he, I would say he believes he's still in love with her at the beginning. Uh, That kind of changes Mm -hmm. throughout, but you know, he's like, I'm still in love with her. I want to lose this weight for her. I want to get her back. So that's kind of the theme that we're going with. She comes into um, his classroom where he hasn't moved She's like, I brought lunch. And I, hearing everything Corey said, this was completely set up by TLC. Brings in lunch and she goes, I got you a sandwich. Okay, all right, fine, whatever. Mm-hmm. It was like a huge sub. But she then pulls out chips. Now, it wasn't, okay, it wasn't a single serving bag of like Doritos. It was those Doritos that you find in the supermarket that say party size on them. Yeah. And then, and then it gets, then a gallon, a gallon jug of sweet tea which is just sugar i think production 100 so do i jeff went out and bought that at vons jeff Jeff was running around getting the protein shakes calling proctor what do Mm -hmm. we need from albertson's like yeah he that was all production because i thought give me a break like that that man and then we see him go to um he says every sunday you know i have um i watch football at the house and my family comes over i mean the enabling that you see goes on uh, look we can understand it if it's a love of whatever but it's very hard to say no but the enabling and he was just like pizza slices and just everything that you shouldn't be eating at his his size but you know as you're going on you see he's a very kind man you know, oh, he's a kind yeah. man. He's very lovable. You can understand. Oh, yeah. You really, you're really rooting for me. Like, come on, dude. And he had to lose mm-hmm. 75 pounds in three months. That was his first goal. Um, and his three-month checkup, let me see. We, so he was at 680. He went down to 615. Four months later, he was at 556. Was that his mm-hmm. last weight? That was four months later. I think so, yeah. yeah. I think he lost like 100 or something. Yeah. So that was one, and then kind of throughout it, he was like, um, oh, I want Sincera back, and she was very much like, you know, I need you to get healthy, do it for you, not for me, and I don't really see him that way. And then he changed, and then they had this fake set-up date for him as well. At the end. Oh, it was so bad. This woman came over, and he's like, oh, this is my friend, and I've wanted to ask a friend. By the way, all of these people are dating a hell of a lot more than me. Like, I just just want that pointed out, by the way. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, um, they, so he, yeah, so uh, she comes over and he's like, oh, I cooked you dinner and da 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 da. And, lobster. Um, it, it and, that, and, and, and chocolate covered strawberries. And he feeds her a, Don't. he feeds her a strawberry. Don't. It was painful. And then he it goes, was really ooh, you want to go watch a movie? And she's like, yeah, maybe. Oh, yeah, you saw like, face. She was like, oh, she's like yeah. I, yeah, we could watch. She go, She did that thing where she's like, we could watch a movie. We could. <laughs> we could. 
And I don't goes, want yeah. to, but we and could. And he's kind of like, he's kind of like Netflix and chill. Dumb. And she's like, oh, oh God. Dumb. It was really cheesy. <laughs> production. So George ended up, who knows where George is now, but hopefully he carried on a good trajectory because he, was he lost some weight. He, he, he was a, a nice guy. man and he has some good people around him. Then we get to a really, if you thought the ones before were bad, I mean, some of them were just kind of like whatever mm. and the peeing on the pee pad and um, the abuse, all this stuff was bad. This one was very, very hard. We get to Jennifer. She's 45 years old. She has a son, Alex, and a husband, Brent. And you can tell they have a very, very tight bond, the three of them. Um, they really, really yeah. did. The son, Alex, like loved her and was doting on her. And he was already getting very, very heavy himself, mm-hmm. um, which Daddy Proctor was like, okay, we need to think about this. You know, we need to get you healthy. Um and it was hard to see the beginning because you know at first it was just like this is just the sun is bringing her breakfast and it's she has a breakfast dessert and a breakfast pepsi and you know the woman is just ill there was a first person on this i mean trust me you know you're looking at the body and you can see that they're unwell people but Mm -hmm. she you could see in her face her eyes her skin did you notice that it was just different for her yes yeah she was really she was really drained she was it her eyes were constantly watering and it Mm -hmm. she just had a look about her and she said you know um she gained 150 pounds during pregnancy Mm -hmm. you know just take that in a hundred that's a weight of a human being like 150 pounds well and she, she was 250 when she got pregnant too so it was like yeah and um, um she was in a car accident she and she kind of blamed that for a lot a lot mm-hmm. of stuff she has hypertension afib congestive heart failure she's got probably the most well definitely the most serious health problems of any of the people on this season it was it was intense which and it was very hard because in my notes i wrote what we saw and now obviously we we know what TLC does but she was kind of the one Kate that I thought was much more shameless about the eating of kind of the rubbish like joking about a breakfast dessert and and I and I was like enough of this but who knows this could have been once again if she was told you're getting cast to be the quirky funny you know mother like I don't know so we see her journey and she obviously does the same thing. Proctor, get this amount of weight off. We'll get you into surgery. All of these people have surgery. You know, no one's denied. She has her surgery. Um, and then, of course, they have to do, like, I think it's maybe three months of liquid. No, a month. Liquid diet. So mm-hmm. not a bit of solid food. They're just having broth. And it's, like, tiny, tiny amounts of broth. That's all they can consume. Right. So you see her doing that. And her husband, Brent, is a chef. Um, so he's, you know, eating whatever and she's just having broth and we kind of see a scene where after the surgery, Brent's going back to work and they're like, I love you. I love you. Um, and she's like, I have some broth later again or whatever jokes about it. And then it cuts to a black screen and it was just the date of her birth and the date of her death. Jennifer died. Unfortunately... (sighs) two months after filming she got another infection so Mm -hmm. that's something she deals with in the episode she has an infection in her leg she gets another unrelated infection which leads to sepsis 
mm-hmm. which ends up uh, ending her life. So this one was incredibly was, dark, and yeah, I kind of, I really feel for her family because they were super close. And they were, they yeah. really, really were. That son Alex, you know, I just what I hope for them is that maybe Alex lost the weight, and the both of them, you know. I don't know, could do that for her and do that for himself so they are never in that position. Um, I don't know. It was it was really sad seeing that. I was like, oh, God, a death, really? Oh, because we, we, I don't even think we mentioned, she mm-hmm. she has a very big lymphedema growth oh, on her leg. Of course. We didn't even mention that. That's like the biggest thing of about course. the episode. So um, it's a massive growth on her leg. Mm-hmm. It's how would you describe the size? I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. It's like a, someone's thigh that is attached to their thigh. Um, and it is just, you see, so you're carrying around another whatever pounds of weight hanging off. It's like, imagine a monstrously inflated um, skin tag. And it's just, but it's heavy and it's filled with fluid. And this happens a lot. I've seen it in 600 pound life as well. Mm-hmm. They just come out. It's usually the legs yeah. and they're just having to lift it to carry it. It's so cumbersome. You know? <sighs> she, and it's, it's just gotten worse and worse. She says that when it first started, um, after the car accident, she oh, goes, yeah. she goes, my skin was really smooth, you know, baby smooth. And now it's like tree bark. And the skin is so thin, and I can feel it getting heavier every day. Every day, I can feel the change in my leg, and it's very painful. And it was, it was just a whole other element that she was dealing with as well. And, it was and the infection, and I infection. think she has a fall. I at know. Some point. It was yeah, just, it yeah, was. She tough. did have a fall. She did. It was a really hard episode. Not obviously due to the death, but there was just. The woman was ill, really, mm-hmm. really ill, and you could tell at the beginning. So, R.I.P. to uh, to um, Jennifer, and you know, hopefully Alex and Brent are doing well wherever they wherever they are. The son um, was young because he was only nineteen yeah, was in 19. that, so he's nineteen twenty right now. Yeah, yeah so hopefully yeah. he's like going to school or something. And then, okay, we have two left. So basically yes. we have Jasmine. Yep. Um, she, I really, really like this woman. This was a woman that wanted to get the weight off. Yeah. She was 604. She went down to 504. Mm-hmm. Um, she was part, they started it that she was part of this group called Heavy Hitter where it was all overweight women. And I was like, oh no, they're going to be like, you don't need to lose weight. But they were actually very, very supportive. Mm-hmm. Um, she had a, a lovely child and then her mum has ms and this is where you're like okay you need to get your shit together and she was sitting the same she's like my mom looks after my child because i can't and she's just been diagnosed with ms so i need to get it together so she really really worked on that um and yeah i'm trying to think anything else yeah she was she was living with her sister so it was like her sister her sister's kid kids and then her and her kid and um I think the sister was kind of the most of enabler yeah, type person. And so sure. her, her scene, like they, at the beginning yeah, of every episode, totally, they have, yeah. they have what I call like the fat meal, you know, where yeah. they, they're like, look at, look at what they eat. Get a load of this. And so her sister comes in she's like, 
oh, I have pancakes and sausage. And sh- oh, and don't forget the butter. Don't forget the syrup. Oh, and there's a hash brown. Food. And it just it, that was the like producer fed part that I thought was really was. obvious. Yeah, it was. There's so many scenes like that. Um, yeah. But, you know, I wrote down here that she kind of was the uh, poster child for people in it that that wanted to change as opposed to the ones that don't. She was someone that genuinely wanted to succeed as opposed to these half-hearted people. And she did. And she's going to be successful in whatever she does. Yeah. Yeah. She was very motivated. I think she was... Some of them are just so deep in the depression of it. And stubborn. Stubborn stubborn. and self-sabotaging and just in a really, really dark mucky place where it's hard to get out and she she wasn't there like she you know like you said she was motivated and positive about it so yeah it was agreed so she did well and they did the big reveal at the end where it's kind of like and it was so stupid because they line up their family and all of them are like haven't seen anyone for ages but it's like well you live with half of them they all know what you look so the final one we get to was one of was a rough one as well let's say this so name's jessica She's five foot four, okay, and 31 years old. Five foot four, very small woman, 31 um, years old, and she weighed 708 pounds. 708 pounds on a five foot four frame. I mean, you don't understand how the joints, the, the muscles, the, the, you don't understand how the organs haven't failed. And to top this, we open it with her going through the medication she has to take, and she was diagnosed with um, uh, uh, ut- was it uterine cancer or ND? I haven't written it, but she was diagnosed with a, a, a cancer, and she mm. ca- that, it, that she needs to get a hysterectomy. But because of her weight, she couldn't get a hysterectomy to get rid of the cancer, so she's on pills to basically she says keep the cancer asleep so she goes to dr proctor and he's he's not a doctor now but a doctor now um (laughs) sometimes i hear myself and it's like i'm sorry listeners um but dr proctor just says to says to her you are an extremely ill woman you are very very ill and she's like yeah yeah i know cut to a scene where the mother has made her like a, a, a she comes over the mother makes her some charcuterie board or something to eat with broccoli and just it's all vegetables and she just goes Ugh, i wouldn't eat broccoli if it was the last thing on earth and trying to be and i'm just like you know what you have cancer that you can get um in remission that you can get removed from your body and you are still not doing anything and this quote i wrote down this is the one that really sent me she said i'm stronger than other people because you people you people don't know what it's like to not fit into clothes oh and i just thought okay you know the arrogance the arrogance she had and i know the arrogance was covering up her deep insecurities Mm -hmm. but for those words to come out of your mouth and you have cancer I mean, you are, 
it really was disgusting to me. I was very angry. I didn't like this at all. And then when she goes in um, and, you know, is told how many, she's used 50 pounds in a month. And her quote was, well, if it works, it works. But, you know, there's definitely going to be bumps along the way. So we'll just see. Just no accountability for her creating an entire mess of her life. And any desire to fix it it was it's, i couldn't even watch i could didn't even finish it it's it's a total disconnect from yeah. reality it's like delusion and absolutely it is um self-sabotage it is I, I, so i didn't even finish that one i don't know what happened to her but i was like i can't i i'm not i'm not doing this i'm not doing this with you honestly <sighs> it was it was too much for me i was just like it just yeah so that was the last that was the last one did you watch the end of it kate i didn't see the end of that one the thing i was oh this is what i was gonna say is like when you've watched enough of this and 600 pound life what you realize is that when you are morbidly obese you know Mm -hmm. four or five six hundred pounds seven hundred losing 50 pounds it just comes off like if you off in a month you can lose 50 pounds like if you and I were trying to lose 50 pounds, I mean, that's a massive thing to lose. But when you have so much to lose, it falls off you. If you just take that one bit of fucking advice, listen and don't have breakfast desserts. Oh, don't yeah, drink if, Pepsi. Don't... Exactly. Exactly. If you cut out pop or sorry, soda, Midwestern, if you cut out, yeah. if you cut out soda, you would drop 50 pounds in a month in in contrast i have lost 50 pounds in a year and it has been like i thought that was crazy that is thank you yeah quarantine i really gained the quarantine pounds like big time Uh, you lost it you look hot as shit okay (laughs) what can i say thank you um anyway so you know i've been to an overweight place and i've right. definitely i haven't been to an obese place or right. morbidly obese right but definitely overweight like high Absolutely. bmi high bmi i'm only five right. six you know i got right. very high and um you know over a year have have gotten rid of 50 pounds That's so amazing. to think to think of in a month losing that that's like but all these professionals like it's completely feasible you can do it because there is so much on your body it you could lose it easily and all of them are still like well they come back and they're like well i lost 12 pounds and you're like give me a break give me a break i I just yeah it was hard to watch the well the first episode with uh the friend vanessa yeah she was so she had she had so 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 many excuses oh like, yeah she's like i yeah. don't have a support system meanwhile she's facetiming her friend who is yeah. like motivating her uh, every single just, day uh, yeah and um she she's like weighing herself she weighs herself at the friend's house before her official weigh-in at the doctor and she finds out she hasn't lost weight and she's just like that i don't get it that's messed up i don't understand she gets fucking furious and her friend's like well let's figure it out what have Uh you been eating what have you been doing and she's like i've just been no i mean i'm fine well i've been uh, uh," and then the truth comes out and it's like Mm -hmm. oh i've been i haven't done anything different and it's like okay well that's why (laughs) it's a lot so i mean that show yeah so really i mean we've we've probably spoken 
too much about it that's essentially what it was it was five six episodes of the same thing but we i did like that background info and Corey. so guys go and look up Corey too large youtube i'm sure you'll find something that would be interesting to watch i'll I'll try to remember i'll try to remember to link it in the um episode description that would be really good that'd be really good um pounds of learning I realized I was so angry by the end of Jessica. I didn't put my pounds of learning. Kate, you go first while I think about this. What did you put? Um, I'm in the same boat as you. I um, I was furiously typing, so I didn't even... But let me think, let me think. So pounds of learning, I think... We, 600 is our max. We want to go, what did mm-hmm. we learn? What did we really learn? Um, go on. What have we got? You know, I'll give it 100. I'll give it a hundred, a flat hundred. Okay. I'm going to give it 54. Okay. I'm, I'm going to give it 54. I didn't learn a lot and I got angry. Um, but I'll give the 54 to Corey's YouTube expose. That's yeah. what I'll do. That's what I thank you, Corey. Yeah. A lot of that rating is due to Corey. Corey. Exactly. All right. Perfect. So before we head on to our next show, I think we should take a little break. What do you think, Kate? Yeah, let's take a break. Perfect. We'll be right back. Hello, it's Pauline here and I'm jumping into the middle of the convo very quickly to first of all, thank you all for listening and supporting us on our podcast journey so far. And to let you know, um, we have a new segment we're preparing for ongoing potty episodes. We have a call to action to anyone listening that can become one of our agents in the field. In future episodes, we will be including stories and tales sent in by you, our dear listeners, to give us the inside scoop. If you or anyone you know of has been on a TLC show, worked on a TLC show, has been a long-suffering PA on a TLC show, or has just any kind of insight and knowledge of what goes on behind the scenes, we want to hear from you. All submissions will be kept completely anonymous. Just email us at tenderlovingcarepod at gmail.com. You're amazing. And back to the show. Okay, and welcome back. Let's move on to our second show. All right, so the Wheel of Shame chose for our second show, Buddy Velastro, Road to Recovery. Beloved baker, Buddy Velastro, (coughs) severely injures his hand in a freak accident. With the help of his family, Buddy is determined to do all it takes to overcome this major setback and reclaim his title of cake boss i'm gonna do all these synopsis now dramatic readings i've decided yeah. really gonna pull all my training my theater training and i'm just gonna do a good dramatic reading of them all that um, fits. so you can look forward to that in future episodes all right so we pulled this and we talked about it a little bit last week so buddy velastro became monstrously successful as a baker and then got the show cake boss which has about a billion seasons i'm sure and i'm dreading when we get to it he (sighs) makes super elaborate cakes i've never watched it i knew who he is um and this is the prime example as i said of tlc going let's make spin-offs of everything that we possibly can think of let's drain every cent we can out of any of these so someone nearly use, loses an appendage and they're like, get the cameras, get the cameras, get the cameras. Jeff? Jeff. Jeff. <laughs> Jeff has like finally got like half a day off from working and they're like, Jeff, 
get to New Jersey. Bobby impaled his hand. <laughs> or Buddy, sorry, Buddy. <laughs> Bobby. <laughs> That's how much it means to us. Jeff, you get in that production van and you drive to New Jersey now. Now. So amazing. He's going from Dr. Proctor's in Georgia all the way up to New Jersey. I mean, Jeff, you are working so hard for us. He's so tired. It starts off, I'd heard about this. Essentially what it was is this guy um, is extremely, extremely talented, has made his fortune um, from these elaborate cakes, as we say, and then becomes so successful due to the TV show he's done and all these celebrities get his cakes, etc., etc. And I'd remembered seeing it on the, like, some, uh, maybe it was screenrant.com or one of those really great websites that Kate always pulls from, maybe even TMZ. Maybe we were even at TMZ. Um that he had had this accident with a bowling alley in his house and that he had done nearly lost a thumb. That's kind of all I knew about it. So when this came up, I was like, oh, for God's sake, we're going to find out about this is what it's about. So it is the most dramatic opening, guys. Oh my God. Security. Okay, good. I just want to say it was, it opens up security camera footage (laughs) and someone running out on a cell phone as though honestly there had been a mass murder in this gargantuan jersey house which just imagine what a gargantuan jersey house looks like it looks like that um like Teresa uh, from Real Housewives of New Jersey. It's like that. It's like that. Yeah. And so she's on the phone. Oh, I I heard a scream. I heard a bird. And Kate, you take it from there. If you have a paragraph, take it because I don't have the words to describe what this opening was. The melodrama. Okay, Okay. this is the opening. You hear birds chirping. They start panning over this suburban New Jersey neighborhood. There's trees and everything. And then they slowly come down to this hideous mansion with like wilted halloween decorations in front and then you get the voiceover from the 911 call Mm -hmm. 911 what is your emergency my husband my husband something with the bowling alley he's stuck he's stuck in the bowling alley is he uh, what is he injured what's going on i don't know i don't know what's happening please come come come. okay we're sending someone someone's on their way that's the opening was so already I'm angry. <laughs> As we know, very quick to quick to rage. I'm very quick to rage. Um, so I'm angry just because according to what I kind of read or known is this guy, and obviously his hands are his money, I understand, but had nearly lost his thumb. Okay, so that's kind of all I knew. And this is a house, it was a Sunday, so everyone's over for the sauce they're making the sauce they're making the pasta we're watching the football watch got the game on got the the giants yeah (laughs) whoever it is and so there's a billion people in this house by the way i don't think oh my god i think i've been to house parties with less people than was than there was in this house it was all cousins and his aunt and everyone's called joey everyone's (laughs) joey (laughs) hey joey jr buddy jr Bobby Jr., I'm sure, was there as well. Okay. Anyway, so <laughs> you see the the drama of them running around. Da, 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 da. Then what we have to sit through. By the way, this was a one-off. I think it was a 45-minute or something I wrote down. What we have to sit through is them, is TLC doing these one-on-one dramatic interviews with every <laughs> single one of this goddamn 800-person family. 
what was it like? I didn't know what to do. I, I, I heard a scream. I didn't know what was happening. I ran. I ran. And then I threw up in the bushes. There was one yeah. woman that was just like, and they take her outside. She's like, here's where I, I saw it. That, and I, I threw up. I threw up no, right here in the bushes. That was his sister. That was his sister. Oh, She's like, I couldn't deal with it. Oh my God, I couldn't I deal I, with it. I didn't know it. what I to th- do. I didn't know what to do. I had I no th- idea. I threw up. I, I threw up. I didn't know what else to do. If it was just me and him. I don't know what would have happened. I don't know. And then you get the kids going, you know, when I heard Dan, I know what I was running. And it's like them that you go through about 20 minutes of them reenacting. So you're like, oh my God, it is insane. And then these shots of the bowling alley. So essentially what happened is, is they have this bowling alley in their house. Of course they do. They have a house in New Jersey. So they... Sorry. God, there's, he has massive amounts of fans, by the way. I don't know if this is going to go down has, very well. He has 4.2 million Instagram followers. I just was on, don't ask me why, I was on uh, Gigi Hadid's um, uh, Instagram and she just had a birthday party and she tagged him as doing the cake. So, oh. um, whoops, <laughs> I think he's got a ton of fans. He's like king of brand deals. Oh, yeah, uh, he's everywhere. So, uh, listeners, uh, stay with us here, stay with us. Um so essentially what happened is everyone was over for the sauce, the pasta, watching the game. So he decided to go and get, uh, bringing in that accent work, bringing it back, it. bringing it back. And it. so he goes downstairs to fix something with the uh, bowling alley. It was something was stuck behind it. And they are notorious yeah. for never touching any of that shit because people have lost their hat. It's like, that's kind of common knowledge, I think, with those stuff. It's really dodge. So... He goes in and someone goes, and I just heard a scream. It was the worst scream. I don't know why they always have a, a little bit of a lisp when I do it. Or a little bit of a, you know, they, 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 I don't know what it is. Anyway, so she goes, and I heard this scream. And it was the worst scream I ever heard. And I'm waiting to just see him. I'm waiting to see the injury, right? Because I thought his thumb was kind of nearly disconnected, cut off. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm fully, I can, I can, I can talk about my mistakes sometimes. And, um, when they showed what happened to this man, audible. <gasps> and oh. I'm someone that reads autopsy reports My casually. God. They, Kate, his hand, had they showed it, they showed him, the first thing you see is him in the emergency room. The floor was covered in blood. And when I say covered in blood, it was covered in blood on the floor of the emergency room. This man had, all I can describe it is, is because I'm drinking a Corona right now. Um, Imagine a Corona, what is this, a 12 ounce, and it's pretty much solid metal, like heavy, heavy steel. Two pounds steel sort of rod. And you see, this has gone through the middle of his hand. And there is a blood. I don't know how his fingers survive. I don't know. Okay, go I, ahead. I I read. Okay, some, I did my extra research. Oh, okay, screen around. And I Daily Mail. I have a play by play of how this happened. Go. So okay, it's the bowling alley. There's this whole back area where you can go in if you need to repair it or fix it or something. Right. And so the mechanism, it's called a pin setter. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like picking up the pins and putting them in place. And there's this this little part and it's sort of like a fork you know it's uh there's a space where his hand got wedged and stuck uh 
in this in okay. this thing. And then there's a part that goes in between the fork, this this rod that we've described, and it went slowly through his hand three different times. What? Bef- yeah. It like I went in and out, in and out three times. That. And then his sons, I think, like they had to like s- saw him out from what I read. But anyways, this is horrific. And I, <laughs> I'm jumping ahead. But when, when he gets back from the hospital oh, the first yeah. night and his entire family is still there. I and caught, all, I caught with that. There's like 30 family members crowding Seriously. around Seriously. He's still nauseated. Yeah, from the anesthesia. Yeah. And they're just like, oh, how you doing? Are you okay? What's going on? And suffocating. So suffocated. And one of his family members, I think it was one of his sisters or something, and she literally goes, did you feel it going through your hand? And he goes, uh, yeah. I I felt it. Going well, through my hand. No, I didn't. It was like walking on air, love. And this, I think this was the same woman that's like, hey, TLC cameras, let me show you where I threw up in the bushes. Hey! <laughs> it was, it was moronic. Like, the they, TLC had to grab every single second out of this. But I, as oh, I say, I will yeah. admit, when I saw that thing in his hand, the man's hand was mangled like it was and they show you they show you the blood there's no circulation in his fingers you're like how is he gonna keep this hand it was really bad so you see him there and then they have them okay so the wife has gone with buddy to the hospital when this happens and then of course they have the setup so they just have all of the 800 family members around this kitchen table and they all just are re- going over it again and again. And it, what did you, oh, I heard this. And then I heard this, yeah, so did I. And then I, and then I did the, yeah, so, oh, I body, oh, my. Like someone had been shot through the head. I mean, like there had been, trust me, this was a horrific incident. And this man's hand is his money maker. I get it. Oh, Which, by the way, yes, by the way. I know what Kate's going to say. Kate is literally chomping at the bit. Go ahead. I know exactly what you're going to say. Go on. Go on. Uh, what did, did someone you say? No- did, did you notice that's pretty much the f- first thing that his wife brings up? The wife goes, how am I? It was, we, we, this isn't a direct quote. Let me, but I know I wrote it down. It was something along the lines. I'm paraphrasing. That's it. Okay. The wife says, without his hand, we can't have what we have here. Yes. <laughs> yeah okay that shot that shocked me okay i was darling do you know what you're saying and that you're being recorded i mean why would you say that without his we can't have what we have what and keep in mind keep in mind listeners this is like right after it happened right she's getting she's getting interviewed i think at the hospital or something yeah it's like it's very soon after her husband has gotten this terrible injury and what she says is well, his hands, his hands are everything. Without his hand, we can't have what we have. We can't I, have our possessions, basically. It was all, like, it was that. That's what it was. It was, it's not like, but how is he going to work? That would be understandable. How would he work now? It was, I can't, I, we can't have what we own. We can't have our possessions. It was a bizarre statement. Gross statement. And then in contrast, later on, later on in the special, uh his it's uh one of his bakers um 
shit, what's her? Jessica. Okay. It's his baker, Jessica. She's getting interviewed, and she has the reaction that you should have. She goes, I'm not even thinking of him making cakes. I'm just thinking, is he all right? Can of he course. keep his hand? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, that's it what really, you say. It was, all, it was jarring to hear that. And good for you, TLC, for sticking it in there. Because this yeah. buddy, he has a lot of power over at TLC. So I'm glad they kept yeah. that in there. Um, yeah. So, you know, they're all sat around this table and it's like 20 minutes worth of this 45 minute episode of them just going. <laughs> and then I heard this and I didn't want. And then they just take all of them on a sofa and get them to talk about it. It's like, all right, we get it. We get it. So then he comes home from the hospital. And as Kate says, mm-hmm. this is not an exaggeration. I felt nauseous watching it. Yeah. There's a guy has come home and they're all like, I can't believe he's home. Oh my God, this run out, this run out. So they all run out to him. And the kids are like, I think he has like a hundred kids or something. And there are, I think he has like four. We know. cannot stress enough. There are How 800 many, people in this home. There were so many people. And it's just, it, you know what? It's not, it's the amount, but they're bombarding him with questions. They're talking oh. he, this guy comes out of the, and you can see he's out of it on medication oh, and yeah. nauseous from and because he's had surgery to get it removed obviously uh, they removed it at the hospital so and they had to cut more out to get it out and so he's drugged up and he's out and after any anesthesia i think if i had anesthesia once for wisdom teeth but he feels so sick out afterwards right. so they get him in the kids run up to him okay fine then there's an aunt and a cousin and a Joey and a Joey Jr. and Joey Sr. and Joey, Joey, Joey. And they're all up oh. and they're like, come in, come in. Oh, get him to sit down. Is he going to be sick? Oh, is someone going to be sick? Oh, is he going to be sick? Let me get him a bag. Let me get... Do, do you want to go outside? Let's get him outside. It is thought... a cacophony of, oh, of exaggerated concern. It is like... Stop. He couldn't and, breathe. And they're physically, they're physically yeah, close they're physically to him. Yeah, physically on like... him. I don't know how... I would have punched the fuck out of all of them i would have been like i would have been furious i was waiting for some for, i yeah. was waiting for the wife to be like all right let's give him some space no one you did. Know? and no one said that and it's, he's just like it's like let's all play up to the stereotypical overzealous italian family that's what it was so they all played the scene do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It was like, ah, oh. I thought someone's going to feed him pasta in a minute. Someone's going to put pasta down his throat. And so they get him outside and he's, he's just out of it. And then the rest of the show really is, you know, he's like, do I have to learn to do everything left-handed? And he has to go, he has to have emergency surgery the next day because he could have lost the hands, something to do with the muscles. It's like swollen. Yeah. Yes, the muscles dying. He, yeah. yeah. And they take out more, more of the metal. And then uh, there's... He's getting a lot of, he's doing a lot of physical therapy and there, there he, there's this scene of him doing physical therapy at the dining room table mm. and he's like moving his finger over a pen and stuff like that. And then there, he starts squeezing this ball and it yeah. is like the most dramatic music is playing. It's like, and he's Honestly, just squeezing a ball. You're not exaggerating. I wrote down the music was ridiculous. <laughs> So uh, the, I actually didn't even finish it. I was like, I'm, "Well, we're still making cakes." Gigi Hadid just got a big cake from him, so I'm sure everything's fine. I, I mean, to, I'd go, be remiss to leave this on. part out. What? Because it made me laugh so hard. So, um, he's gotten the second surgery because the hand was swollen, the muscles dying. So, um, all anyone can talk about is him not being able to work because he's a huge presence right. at this like 
product they have like this whole production because it's yeah. covid right so they're like shipping out these cakes you know so many cakes it's, it's a whole assembly line yeah. and normally he's there running the show and so everyone is everyone's kind of freaking out that he's not there <sighs> and uh you know his sister someone's like this is a nightmare and then nightmare <laughs> His brother-in-law, oh. Moro Castano, of course. he's managing... I can't. <laughs> I know what you're talking... I can't with this guy. He's managing the production line, and he's just, like, trying to get everyone really ramped up about it. He's trying to motivate... Yeah. He's basically trying to be, like, a football coach yeah. at halftime. Yeah. It's a tied game, you know? Yeah. And he's, like... He just starts screaming, screaming. at the people in the production line. He goes... We got 4,700 cakes to send in one day. 4,700. He just keeps yelling that. We're going to do it. We're going to do it the way we always fucking do it. And I looked at him and I thought, well, you're about to have a heart attack. This man's really overweight. And he is, and he's spitting everywhere. I'm like, so all of these cakes basically have spit on them. And I was just like... You know what, you, can we just downplay, we get it, you're Italian, well, you're not Italian, you're American, but you have Italian ancestry, you're in New Jersey, you're tough as shit, I get it, and you're worried, you're worried about the brother-in-law, so you can't cope, you can't cope, I get I get it, I get it, it was so embarrassing, I got like embarrassed watching it, oh yeah, that was really did. I mean, they're all just very worried about the bottom line. And I'm like, I'm like, this is so put on. This guy is worth, this guy is worth $10 million. Okay. He's and I'm sure f- that's an understatement. I'm sure the amount oh. of deals he has. And uh, Kate does her research. Mm-hmm. I read on thesun.com. <gasps> hang on, hang on. The Sun, as in the English newspaper, The Sun. Have we gone the up? US, there's like a US version there is a of US the website. Version. Kate, we're going up. We've gone from screen rant to a terrible British tabloid. So, yeah. okay. Good yeah. girl. Good girl. I, I thought you'd like that. Yep. Uh, so, anyways, the sun.com reported that he took out $2.3 million in PPP loans during the pandemic. Uh-huh. And they were chastising him. They're like, wow. this guy's a multi, multi millionaire. Wow. Like, and he took out millions of dollars in PPP loans. Yeah, of course he did. Um, and I thought that was funny that they're just like, they're freaking out as if oh, the place so is ab- about uh, everything's going to fail. I was like, he has like 15 endorsements with like Walmart and Target and all that. You're, you're fine. But it's because all of these people live off him. But anyway. Um, right. Yeah, let's not touch on that. The family so business. That's, I didn't watch the end of it, but I'm sure he's fine, right? Um. Yeah. So I'll just kind of wrap it up here. So he's uh his big lesson that he learns uh how they kind of tie it up in a bow is it's it's him learning to step back and let his staff do what they know how to do he's teaching his sons how to pipe the cakes and the sons are learning the family business um he makes this elaborate cake for the hospital staff which Mm -hmm. is really nice and Mm -hmm. it was super impressive actually um it's like a replica of the hospital and then there's a dramatic scene where he goes back down to the scene of the accident. No, stop, stop. Was it in black and white? Tell me they shifted to black and white. I mean, it wasn't that far off from being oh, slow motion black and white. 
he is pensively looking at the machine that mangled his hand and he's like i don't think i'll be going in there and turning that on anytime soon i (laughs) thought you were gonna say he'd look at it and just go you son of a bitch (laughs) i was going he does he does look at it he's like i can see specks of my blood on the wall and then his sons are like, you better not be going in that pops. And then he's like, hey. pops. And then hey, he's like, bah. hey, and then, <laughs> and then he's like, hey, Bobby, we should, maybe we should have gotten a pool table. Huh? And then, Did you just call him Bobby again? Well, I was like, <laughs> make, I was making up a name for his son. I don't oh, know. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying, I thought you were saying that <laughs> I'd Buddy, love it if you just yeah. kept calling him Bobby. Well, Let's just call him Bobby. <laughs> Bobby. At this point. And so he, and then he's like, but you know what? There's a part of me that really wants to just keep this here and bowl a strike. No, he didn't say that. He did. He did. And then it's Thanksgiving dinner. Is this sauce? It's got to be sauce. Cannolis. It's going to be great. Yeah, oh, that's another part. Right when he gets back home from surgery, he sets up FaceTime and he's like giving orders and he's like, oh, yeah, cannolis at Christmas time from what's the bakery called? It's his dad's name. Oh, I just, that's how much I paid attention. Bobby. Let's just call it Bobby's Bakery. Bobby's Bakery. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cannolis at Bobby's Bakery at Christmas time. Is there anything more special? Anyway, so then. Uh, there it's the end. There it's Thanksgiving. They're going around. What are you thankful for? What are you thankful for? And he's like, I'm blessed. I'm lucky to say I'm the cake boss, and the boss will be back. I, and that was that was the end. I. We wasted 45 minutes of our life. I mean, you know what? I didn't even waste 40. I think I watched 30 minutes of it, and it was a waste of time. I. It was more than 30. It was like an hour and a half. Was it really? <laughs> it was long. I see. Oh God! Well, look. So pounds of learning. One once okay. again, I didn't give this. I completely forgot to rate both of these. Um, go ahead. What did you give, Buddy Velastro Road to Recovery? Okay, I didn't explain the pounds of learning actually. So, oh, yeah. uh, the first time. So I'll just quickly say it's our way that we rate each show. What we thought of it. How much did we learn? How entertained were we? Yep. I based it on one of the most popular shows on the network, Six Hundred Pound Life. That sure. gives us a huge range to choose from so zero to 600 is what we rate it pounds of learning so i rated it 89 pounds of learning because i was entertained by these by how how ridiculously serious it was i learned where the sister threw up so i'm gonna give it 33 pounds of life okay that's fair that's fair all right so we've we struggled through that but once again doing it all for you the listeners uh doing it for you in switzerland doing it for you in germany doing it for you in wherever you're watching perth perth australia thank you um okay so We've come to the end of um, our two discussions, our two breakdowns of the show. This means it is time to do the thing that always gets me (laughs) all of a flutter. Um, We're going to go to our wheel of shame. And just to clarify, our wheel of shame is the wheel that we have put together that lists all of the roughly 113 and counting shows on the TLC network. We spin it randomly every week. We take whatever we get. We, we we do not fight the wheel of shame. Whatever it gives us, we accept. We give an offering each week. And whatever it gives us, it gives us. <laughs> and um, 
all I'm going to say is the ones that we mentioned at the beginning of the show, Hoarders and My 600 Pound Life, if they are on this, that if they're on this poll of this spin of this wheel, that's going to be Spook-a-Duke. That's going to be Spook-a-Duke. Kate, wow. you ready? I almost said I'll do the heavy lifting and then I really... <laughs> boom, boom. All right. Ooh. Are you ready? Spin it. And once again, let's just mention it. What is the one both of us are dreaming of? Dart and Stace. And? Okay. Oh, uh, oh, Alaskan women yes. looking for love. Thank Alaskan you. Alaskan women looking for love. We've Alaskan got women. a Dars, Dars, Stace, or Alaskan women. So, wheel of, uh, wheel of shame. We bow down to you and um, we offer ourselves up, <laughs> our intellect up <laughs> for um, tribute. And um, let's see what we get. All right, I'm going to spin. Come on, give us, please. I get so nervous. I get so nervous. I can't have a hoarding. Kate, I can't do any of those. I really can't. Oh, oh, what is it? What is it? Ah, what is it? Okay. See, I pull it on my end and Kate doesn't know. She's just seeing my reactions. This is a bit close. We've got Return to Amish. Oh. Now, listeners will remember we already covered uh, Breaking Amish. This is the spin-off where everyone from Breaking Amish goes back and returns to Amish or whatever. Um, oh, shoot. Yeah. Okay. We, okay. We don't go against the Wheel of Shame. The Wheel of Shame gave it to the us. We say Wheel thank of, you and move on. Wheel of, Wheel of Shame has spoken. So, you know, I think that was, it was episode 10 and this is going to be four episodes later. We're back to the Amish. But yep. what can we do? That's what they gave us. All right, Kate, return to Amish is our first one. Please write that down because I've had a couple of beers and I won't remember. All right, next one. Are we ready for the next spin? Yes. I can't wait. What is it? Okay, spinning. Really good. We know you're on here, Alaskan woman. We know you're on here. Come on, what have you got? Uh, okay, I'm alright with this. Alright, um, extreme couponing. Couponing. Oh, this is okay. gonna be these lunatics that um <laughs> that just do this extreme extreme couponing. Yeah, I'm okay with that, Kate, because it's gonna be Looney Tunes. They're all gonna be Looney Tunes. That's a good balance, I think. I think it's a good balance. Yeah. So, guys, if you're listening and watching along with us, you need to get watch extreme couponing, and you need to watch return to Amish so you can follow along and know the cast of characters that we will be um breaking down and we put I put that very kindly um next (laughs) week so um go ahead watch them or if not we will be sure to provide you with a very thorough descriptions of all of these looney tunes um all right to remove those from the wheel of shame so that's our assignment for next week before we go i'm going to do some plugs for our social media please go ahead and i always feel bad saying please if you would like to um (laughs) follow us on instagram and tiktok at tender loving care pod and on instagram we do a lot of um show related memes um things that we think are funny um and we also fight with a lot of people that um (laughs) apparently want to fight us we're getting into a lot of arguments on our instagram so yeah go ahead and see how we interact with our trolls it's something so we are on instagram and tiktok at tender loving care pod um follow us on twitter as well at tlc poddy tlc poddy email as always we've we've already discussed agents in the field if you just want to reach out to us 
not the trolls uh tender loving care pod at gmail.com tender loving care pod at gmail.com and kate over to you to do your own little pluggy plug plug sure um i have another podcast called mostly bravo you can check out if you'd like uh wherever you listen to podcasts our social media is at mostly bravo perfect and my plug is i created a line of all things real housewives if you love this junk tv i'm sure you love junk tv of bravo which are the rate they are the rulers of reality tv bravo and housewives um created notebooks t-shirts sweaters all some really really fun theme things um all surrounding the real housewives you can find everything on my instagram at a brit in the sun b-r-i-t in the sun i think that's it kitty k all right well everyone have a wonderful fabulous week um we can't wait to come back to you next week with and tell you all of the death threats we've got from the italian uh, families over in new jersey (laughs) um but apart from that we really hope we have a good week as well um thank you so much for listening you're all awesome and wonderful and we love you and um we'll see you next week take care (laughs) bye bye Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.